0: Hello and welcome to the, what is this now, fourth Milwaukee fourth Admirals podcast. podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. And four podcasts. Wow. If this was TV, we'd be celebrating like crazy. We should. Do you have any champagne? <laughs> we, I do not. No, 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 no. I haven't stopped by a, uh, a convenience store or anything <laughs> like that on my way to Wilkes-Barre <laughs> in a while. So uh, no champagne. Um, it's, it was a good weekend for the Milwaukee Admirals. Two wins uh a 4-1 win in grand rapids a place that we all know is tough to play on their home opener too sold out ten thousand eight hundred thirty-four people there and it's a friday
1: so it's two dollar beers two dollar
0: hot dogs two dollar beers until 8 p.m eastern time
1: yeah yeah and they're not big beers but people drink a lot of them
0: yes so it's loud and it's rowdy and it's a
1: pain to walk on the concourse yes
0: indeed and uh, and the Admirals did the job. They played really well. And how about Yakov Trenin's start, huh? Three go- a goal in each game. Two goals here the other night, so he has four goals on the year. Um, he has been... Uh, he's gotten
1: better every year I, he's been here. I was going to say, it hasn't... He's improved I, I, I every know year. I don't
0: that I should say it's necessarily a surprise because he was a second-round pick and all of that, but you're, you're 100% right. Last year, he played in 74 games, and the, since from January to the end of the year, his numbers were there. He just... I don't know. It's it's just the maturation of a young player, I yeah. suppose, right? But he is, um, he's got to be in the mix for a call up. Something goes wrong in Nashville. He's playing the he's right a, way. He's, he's a he's, big body. He's thrown the body around. He and, uh, is a, yeah. He's
1: a. He's got a nonstop motor. Yeah. Uh, which is something I think that you've noticed is since he was a rookie. Yes. To now. Yes. Is that he goes full speed. Yes. And he goes through people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan, and I hope. And uh, he's a college graduate now, now a new college a co- graduate. Exactly right. He is now a college graduate too, which is, we're gonna have to have him on. Yeah. We have not, and I shouldn't say we, I specifically have not had him on during games, interviews, and all of that. I, I do an interview here and there, a like two-three minute thing, maybe for an intermission. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's so businesslike. It's so. Uh, he he answers the question and he's great, uh, but you know it's it's not something he's accustomed to, and it's a second language, and and all of there are, there are barriers there, and maybe I am fa- at fault. I am at fault because I'm the gatekeeper on this thing, but I I am at fault for not. Going to him more often in an of in an official capacity, right? You know what I'm saying? He's
1: funny. He's great. Dry sense of humor. And
0: uh, and and that's so. This year we're we're gonna have to make a vow, you and me. Uh, we're gonna make a vow that he's going to be on this thing, yeah. Because I'm sure he has phenomenal stories. I'm sure. Uh, just just for the simple, I always go back to, in 0607 we had Arpad Mahali yeah. from Romania, right. Uh, right o- from Romania. Yeah, Arpad Mahali was a fascinating guy to me. It's my second year with the team, and for me, like I, one of my great memories of doing this was sitting with Timofey Shishkanov a- at an airport and talking about how he grew up in Russia. And, and that's one of my great memories of all time because I was born in the '70s. I'm a child of the end of the Cold War, but right. I'm a child of the Cold War, basically. Yep. So to get to know these guys was so interesting to me. And Arpad Mahali was telling me, you know, that his first memory of watching TV was watching Nikolai Ceausescu, who was this horrible dictator, leader of Romania. Right. But his first memory of watching TV was watching him get uh, murdered by his own people. Right. In, in a coup in Romania. In Romania, yeah. And I thought, what a you know, crazy, di- different, different, completely, one hundred percent different from what I am used to growing up, right? Right. So that's uh, like it, it. It's there too. I use Arpad when I go out and speak to groups. I talk about Arpad Mahali, yeah. Who I think he scored a goal for the Admirals, but not necessarily the most distinguished Admiral's no. career, right? His number's not going to be retired or anything like that, right? Uh but but a neat dude a neat guy you right. know to talk to and so that's what now that we are all we Yakov Trenin is an older player or he's a mature, more mature player i yep. guess he's been around us for a while i think i think he would be fantastic i on think he would like he this. would
1: be great give him a chance to think about his answers and not have to you know when he talks to you for an interview he knows he's got 3 minutes or 5 minutes yeah, exactly, right. and he doesn't want to say he doesn't want to screw up right right like you said english is not his first language but if we bring him in here and we give him an opportunity to and he know, speaks th- it very well by the does. way he does yeah absolutely absolutely but not everything translates yes you know exactly how he wants yes. um, and but Matt Moore interviewed him on Saturday night after the game exactly and i think that was a first wasn't yeah, it uh, no. I, I, I think it might have been usually it's a, it's a, you know the communication would be hey Trennan's first star, so we'll interview the second star. Right, right, right. Uh, but no, like Trennan, he was good. Yes. He was good.
0: Yes. So uh-huh. w- there again, first star of the game, uh, deservedly so. Um, how fun is it for you to see a team we haven't seen? Oh, it's great. Laval.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely and great. this week in Colorado. You noted this on uh, on your social media, that we sat with the announcer from Laval. Yes. And, you know, you get to know, we see the same people, and they're all good people, the Bob Kazer's and the Jason Ch- Shavers of the world. Yep. It was Jason from yep. Chicago. And, yes. and Joe O'Donnell. And we see these guys and we're friends with them. But yep. it's great to meet somebody new. Yep. And to hear new guys' perspective and how they came into their current situation. Yep. And yep. just their perspective on, you know, what it's like in Laval. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. That was really neat.
0: Yeah. You know, it was a lot of fun. And I look. we look forward to going up there. Alex Carrier told me we can't wait for November 15th because that we're going up there. And I'm like, it's so funny that... The French Canadians all know November, November 15th. 15th right they've got now. it circled on the exactly. calendar exactly, and and they know exactly when it, when it's going to happen. Uh, but it it's been fun to watch these admirals. You've seen all three. Uh, well, you were at the first game. Yeah, I watched uh, the second game uh, on and AHL and you've TV. Seen all the games and the shameless pro- plugs the, prog- the progression though has been what you want to see, what you hope to see from a hockey team. It's early on, and every coach is going to tell you it takes 20 to 25 games to figure out what you have. Um, Let's all hope that everybody is healthy yep. and, and everything because this is uh I don't want to get into special team and all of that because we really don't know that yet but right now it's fun.
1: Yeah, and it I'd is. Love and for the
0: fun to continue.
1: Absolutely. You know, we played and that's a good Grand Rapids team that we beat. Mm-hmm. How about, what did you say? He scored six, 8 the first night. Yeah, scored 8 the first night. They had six first round draft picks. Six first round picks, yeah. On their team yeah, and
0: four who are legit prospects. Right, right. right. So yeah. they've
1: got they they're a good team and Troy Grosnick played really well. Unbelievable. Made a couple of uh, one glove save in particular in the first period when I think it was it was two to two to zip but yep. but still if that goes in it's two to one and yep. you got the whole game. And there's still 40 minutes to go, there's right? There's still 40 minutes left, but uh so that was a good win. Laval came in hungry. Yep. We, you know, gave him a good, because we wanted this to be a good show. We beat Hershey 5-1 last year, and it was too easy. <laughs> so we decided to give up the to lead. To trail a little bit. To yeah. trail a little bit. And then, but no, we showed good perseverance to come back. And boy, Josh Wilkins has been, you know, I don't think, a lot of times you don't know what to expect out of some of the guys who, you know, everyone know. Ellie Tolvanen has the eyes on him. Ren Pitlick Ren has, Pitlick has the, the eye- game last year. Yeah. Right, has the eyes on him. But Josh Wilkins, Lucas Craig's they don't have the eyes on them right. so we don't w- you know between you and i i don't know that we know what to expect from them i Not don't a for lot. sure no 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 and we leave
0: that to the scouts yeah
1: and josh wilkins he's been uh, fun to watch yep, out there
0: yep four points for him too in three yeah. games
1: first go- his first goal on saturday night yep yeah
0: so. it's been a lot of fun uh so we invite you to go to milwaukeeadmirals.com and uh and, and check out a schedule and we hope to see you at some games uh, in the very near future. There is a new sort of, it's not a suite, but there's a new premium area that's good for like 25 to 40 people that's in the southwest corner yep. near the Admiral's Bar, um, and, and it's a private area. Private catered, area. All of the your, your, your drinks and everything are in that area. Right. Uh, I don't think it has a name yet, not an yet. official name. Ho- hoping to, hoping but, to. Right now we call it the Party Deck. Okay, so go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com or call your salesperson. Uh, with the admirals and find out more about that because that's a really cool vantage point to sit in the corner. You Absolutely, you'd see everything from that
1: spot. Ad- and the admirals attack twice down there. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's got a, a somewhat of a U.S. Bank uh, Club vibe, but you don't have to have fifty people right. to do it. You can do it with twenty people. Yep. So it's it's pretty cool. We're excited about having that spot. So that's
0: sure. a great thing. Uh, yeah. There's and, and the food items that we I think we may have talked about this already on a pa- past podcast, but. Uh, we get to sample them when they come out. There's a new food right. items, and uh, that's a pretty good day when the samples come. So, uh, lots of fun to go here at uh, to, to have here at uh, UW Milwaukee Panther Arena. Thirty-six more games to go. Right. Uh, and uh,
1: thirty-seven.
0: I'm sorry, you're right. Thirty-seven. Yeah. Yes. You're. B- excuse <laughs> I me. <laughs> I had to do I the had math. two at home already. You're yeah. No, You're right. Thirty-seven. You're right. And uh, two this weekend, uh, as we were recording. Another this, new two team against color the Colorado Eagles, yeah. which we've never seen. Nice. So, right. Uh, looking forward to that. Okay, well, have we done enough of this? Do I you, think is there anything else we need to? No, touch on? I think
1: uh, the the show, the the way, reason people are listening, of course, obviously, is for us. But the next guy coming on, yeah, Mr. Admiral.
0: I think we can just leave it at that. Right? Could, yes, that says it all right there. Everybody
1: knows who Mr. Admiral is, uh, so we're we can't wait, cannot wait to have him on.
0: Phil Whitliff, Mr. Admiral, he will join us when we come back on the Milwaukee Admirals podcast. Welcome back to the Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. So I'm going to start this, Charlie, by saying I hope people who are listening to this watch the Ken Burns documentary Country Music on PBS a couple of weeks ago.
1: Well, I didn't. It
0: was so good. I did. I did. And the reason I bring it up, uh, Phil Whitliff is our guest, by the way. Mr. Admiral Phil Whitliff is our guest here uh, this week. Uh, I bring this up, Phil, because there was a segment on Lefty Frizzell, one of the great singers, one of the biggest stars in country music. Well, Fifteen <laughs> years ago, Phil, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I remember it like it was yesterday, literally yesterday, that you told me your favorite cu- your favorite country music song was Saginaw, Michigan Saginaw, by Michigan. Lefty Frizzell. Did I tell you that? You told me that. Well, yep. I'll
2: tell you, Aaron, it was when I was a, in, uh, uh, young in high school, uh, we, well, before high school, but we had a cottage in Canada. And it was on the mainland, but there was an island there that had a lot of uh, cottagers too, and they had a jukebox that had Saginaw, Michigan, on the jukebox. And back then, I, we we didn't know the difference between country or pop. We right. thought it was, was pop. Yeah, 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 was, yeah. Yeah, but Lefty Frizzell, and every time I hear Saginaw, Michigan, I think of Lefty and.
1: In Saginaw, yeah, you know, exactly. we had a lot of games. In Saginaw, no a lot of games. Yeah, a lot of games. Some an infamous game, as yeah, a matter of fact, did. that we want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. where
0: do, where do we start with you? I, I guess we start with you were a big deal in football, a very big deal in football, <laughs> well, as a matter well, of fact, to go to Notre Dame. I was an
2: all-state quarterback in Michigan, and um, I got a full ride to Notre Dame for football. For
0: football. So, yeah. what was your first love? Hockey or football? Well, or maybe something else, maybe.
2: Actually, I, I... I, Notre Dame... I wanted to go to Notre Dame. My dad had gone there. My mother had gone to the girls' school across the road, St. Mary's, before Notre Dame admitted women. And um, I... Notre Dame... I, When I was a kid, my, if Notre Dame... We, we used to listen to all the games on this little old console radio. Right. And if Notre Dame was behind, my dad had us on our knees saying Hail Mary. <laughs> so I'm not kidding. That's... No, that's, that's the truth. And so I was... I'll tell you another, A little later on, I'll tell you another story about a friend of mine about playing football at Notre Dame, but, um, but I wanted to go to Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and once they made me, a, they offered me a full ride, and you know, there were other, actually Michigan State offered me a full ride, it was interesting, my senior year in high school, I graduated in 66, so the senior football season was 65, that year Michigan State won the national championship, so the a lot of people thought it was between Michigan State or Notre Dame, and it really wasn't a choice because once Notre Dame came into the picture, Michigan State was a distant third. Because I think I would have gone to Brown. Brown wanted me to come and play okay. football and hockey, um, but anyway, I chose Notre Dame, and the '66. Notre Dame won the national championship. So I was part of a national championship team. But you probably couldn't play. Couldn't play. Because you were a the freshman. Couldn't were play. Ineligible at the That's time. That's right. Yeah. We practiced every day. In fact, I, I like to tell the story. The uh, the first game that year, the 66th championship team, we played Purdue. And they had a famous running back named Leroy Keyes. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes, name? I do. Right I, met,
0: player. I met Leroy Keyes in Madison. He came up really? as a member of a Purdue uh, alma mater, Purdue alumni group that came to Madison to see the Badgers play, and and Mr. Keys came in and he, uh, and 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 did a spot with us at our pregame tailgate thing. I mean, it was, it was anyway, a
2: wonderful man. Yeah. Anyway, the th- the 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 first game was Purdue, and we had two super softs, Jim Seymour, wide receiver; Terry Hanrady the quarterback. Yes, they both mm-hmm. had their picture on Time magazine that year for uh, being all Americans as sophomore. Well, a lot of people think it was Seymour catching three touchdown passes from Ready that won the game for us against Purdue. Well, I like to tell the story. Really, it was how well I played Bob Greasy on the scout team. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. That's great. (laughs) And I did play Bob Greasy on the scout team that week, and and we won. So did you
0: do scout team stuff all that year? So you had to learn. Yeah, yeah. Is that the job of the freshman? Well, we
1: had two games.
2: We had two games. But, yeah, we were the scout team. Mm-hmm. and we called it the prep team back then. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's what we did. We, so uh, how
0: did you do this in a day and age where you can't go on YouTube or on the internet and all of that? Did they have a game film? Oh, did we you had have game to sit films set up with the with the yeah, big the projector the big old and, the reel yeah, and everything. Wow, well,
2: they had we had we saw yeah we looked at game films with projectors, but they, we they had a, they had a exchange. Now some schools wouldn't exchange, so you had to go to a third school, as I recall, to okay. get the film. But okay. we saw film every week of, and and it was. Uh, it was uh, tedious because the coaches go back and forth. There wasn't where you could narrow it down yeah, to you ten minutes. Queue it up to <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. So it would. I remember one. Uh, they said the record was one. The offensive line coach ended up going back seventy six times. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> Stop and deal. start up. Yeah, thing. we had game films and we watched them in. The, in the, and you had on the imitate wall, whoever just, you saw.
1: Yeah. Notre Dame at the time does not have varsity hockey. No, when you're in high school. No. Do they do they know they are going to start a varsity no, program? Not, they don't.
2: Well, not really. Yeah, I thought I would. Uh, um, a lot of people thought my hockey career was over when I went to Notre Dame because they had a club teams. Sure. But after I got there, they decided they were going to start hockey and they built the rink that you were in, Charlie. Yeah. yeah. Now they have a new rink, which is which Aaron and I, which, I have actually been in. have been yeah, It was yep. phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's a beautiful rink. Um, and but and yeah, but Notre Dame, I was let me tell you the story about my teammate at Notre Dame, a guy named Nick Furlong, who was offered out of high school a $100,000 signing bonus by the old Washington Senators. Okay. Um, that was you know back in the days that of was money. a lot of money a in 1966 of money. for a high school senior. And one day I said to him, I said, "Nick, how could you turn down 100 grand?" He said, "I'm just like you, I was brainwashed. I had to come to Notre <laughs> Dame. I had to come to Notre Dame and play football." His dad had gone to Notre Dame too, it's so sure. we, he got hurt. Uh, and then he signed. Ended up signing with the Mets, and didn't ever got hired in double. He ended up in the, his last his highest uh, team. I think it was
1: it was Fresno in the California League. I sure. think mm-hmm. so.
2: Double A. So
1: yeah. when did you find out that hockey indeed is going to be a varsity sport? And you must have been like <laughs> elated through the roof. Uh, near the
2: end of my or freshman year. Was there yeah. an
1: issue though playing? Would there Two be an sports, issue with yeah. playing football and hockey? Well,
2: there was because um, football took precedent, and yeah. you didn't start. I didn't start hockey until. Uh, Till um, like second semester almost. No, right? well, almost. Yeah, bowl yeah. Game and whatever. We, well, we didn't play in ball games my first few years there. Okay. Notre Dame always had a policy. they? Did, they didn't. They said they thought their their uh, kids should be home for the holidays, so we oh, didn't I'll play. I my did first realized that three years uh, there we didn't play in ball games, uh, but then the, I think it was the money that talked. Sure. We ended up uh, playing in the Cotton Bowl, and and actually I was supposed to go to the Cotton Bowl, but I. I wasn't going to play. I was a third stringer at that point. I had had two knee operations. and So I, the hockey coach, Lefty Smith and Aero Parsegian, the football coach made a deal that I could go to Buffalo and play in a hockey tournament. So sure. Rather than go to the Cotton Bowl, I went to we won the tournament in Buffalo. I remember, boy, it was just cold. Though. I remember <laughs> zero degrees in Buffalo. And then the football team was in Dallas where it was a little well, warmer. Prob- probably, yeah, 70 yes. degrees, yeah, 75. Probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Probably right. So you get Lefty Smith as a, a legendary coach, uh, yeah. and 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 started the program, and you get there. And I mean, what what are you thinking then? Are you did thinking, they
1: appro- did they approach you? Did did Lefty say to you, a renowned obviously hockey player? Well, he wanted you play? as part of this. Yeah, he knew what uh, he wanted
2: me as hockey. Sure he did yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, actually, my um, that that same year that I didn't go to the Cotton ball, I had to practice football. And uh, it was, um, the team was going to Georgia Tech and I wasn't making the trip, but I had to practice on Friday and the football team always left Friday after practice and, um, so I practiced with the football team, and I wasn't making the trip. And the hockey team had their first home game that Saturday night. So again, Lefty and Ara made a deal, and they can't deny it because they're both dead now. So they can't <laughs> say it. But um, that uh, they let said the said I could play in the hockey game that night. So after football practice, I went over and practiced uh, the light skate with the hockey team on Friday after Friday. At, uh, Whatever after it was three thirty or whatever okay. it was, football team practiced earlier because they were flying down to Atlanta to play sure. play Georgia Tech, and we played the University of Windsor. It was a exhibit uh, it was a regular season game, but yeah. it was not con- – well, we weren't really in a conference and we hadn't gotten into the WCHA yet, but I remember we beat them 8-3 to three and I had a hat trick. Nice. <laughs> <So laughs> I thought, this game is easy. Well, you're playing, yeah, yeah you're, right.
0: You're play, it, it's hard enough to be a student athlete, right, I mean, with the, to at, keep at up your studies. At a place like Notre, Dame Dane Dane like Notre Dame especially. place like Notre Dame especially with your, your high-profile football team and, and keeping up your studies. How do you do it when you throw in a second sport now?
2: Well, I was in pre med and I ended up getting out of pre med. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> yeah, That's one thing. But yeah, I, I, I remember after spring football practice, we had position coach meetings, And George Kelly, who was a wonderful guy, um, was a linebacker, defensive coordinator, and linebacker coach. And I was in there. And he said, You know, at the end of the spring practice, you look tired. And I said, Well, coach, you got to realize I was in this building every day from August 28th till t- til Saturday. Yeah. We had played the spring game. Because uh, football, double two a day, started on, uh, in August. And right. then hockey started sure. right after football. And then we had spring football. Right. Which was the worst invention ever. They shouldn't have allowed <laughs> <Yeah>, football. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. No kidding.
0: No. no kidding. So after all of this, and you said you weren't going to play football, you kn- you knew that you, you were the second or third string uh, at that point. Where did you think your career was going after the hockey season was done at Notre Dame when you're a senior in in college.
2: Well, I thought I was going back and worked in a, work in a family business. It's Whitliff Insurance. Whitliff Insurance, okay. which is still going, 117 years. I, um, but Lefty Smith got me a tryout with the Philadelphia Flyers, and they cut me after. And I ended up here in Milwaukee, and I thought, God, who wants to live in Milwaukee?
0: But who's in? Who's with the Flyers at that point? I mean, Fred Sherrill. Yes, he's the it's coach. Oh, yeah, it's they're like the d- third or fourth year of the Flyers they, at this point. Had they just won? No, they were won no, It was they four or so five, five years before okay. they had won, yes. that uh, was three years. But I, Perron?
2: 70, uh, uh, Bernie Perron wasn't there yet. Okay. Um, Doug Favell was one of the goalies, okay. as I recall. But anyway... Lefty knew Fred Shiro because Fred Shiro had coached the Minneapolis Millers right. or the Saint Paul Saints. Was one of those yes. minor league teams, and Lefty was the high school coach at South Saint Paul. Right. So they got to know each other. So Lefty pulled in a favor
1: from Fred Shiro and got me a tryout with the Flyers. And it's, it's and I mean, it's not it's not necessarily ironic, but Fred Shiro is there, and then forty years later. His son, yeah. is... not even thirty years, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah sorry, Ray. math isn't my yeah. strong suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but his son then is Nashville's assistant general manager, who you're working with yep. to put a Calder Cup team, yep. onto the ice.
2: Actually, we used to. Fred uh, Ray used to say, you know, a lot of people think the reason that c- the um, uh, Flyers won those two cups is because they got Bernie Perrant. And my dad said the real reason is he cut you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you have any
1: interaction? Oh yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. You did, yeah.
2: yeah. So what do they say when the mist? When it right, was that's done?
0: what is uh, when when it, when when you were cut. What do they just say? Well, you're cut, <laughs> I came to play in up? the minor leagues,
2: and then they, uh I went to play in Jersey in their farm club, and okay. then ended up back in Port Urine, uh, and, Um and they didn't invite me back to camp the next year. Okay. So I came here and. I thought I'd play one year and go home back and work in this family what, business. What so did
0: I, the WHA do though? You, did you you tried? Out oh there I, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That next year I did sign with the Chicago Cougars, Cougars. but it was a cut contract, and and um, I got cut there too. Okay. Which was probably it was good for me that I got cut by both the Flyers and the Cougars because I ended up here and had a relatively nice career.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely, long, absolutely. Yeah. Not necessarily as a player, but. But in you did York have a good there. you did have a good successful career as a player also. Yeah. I, well, in I the mean, old USHL. In I USHL did, yeah. uh you know which like wasn't the highest level of hockey. Right. But, but your league's, it worked leagues out. led the league in scoring at yeah. least one year, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yep. And brought one of two championships to Milwaukee. Yeah,
2: we did win a championship 76. that year and that was an interesting time too. What the team was going broke and a lot of guys left. Uh,
1: who's the owner at this point?
2: Bill uh, Shimmo. Bill
1: Shimmo is the owner.
2: And um was but Bill, actually, Bill would
1: have been the owner when you signed with the Admirals yes. in seventy three. Yes, yes.
2: Yep. There were a couple of partners, but Barney Loomis was one of his partners when sure. I signed. Um uh, but um but um, um the actually the league the early on the championship the league took over the team basically to mm-hmm. pay and they paid us a substantial uh, just a subsistence uh weekly pay to get us through <laughs> and yeah. and uh but we pulled together and won the championship. We didn't lose a game in the playoffs. Right? Is it
0: true? I heard somebody told me that Mr. Shimo owned the team. And yep. He would let it go to bankruptcy, and then he would buy it for 80, 80% the next year, and then it would happen again, well, he, he would did buy it for 80% <laughs> again, and that's how it went every year. He, well, not every year, just okay. once. Okay. He,
2: he had partners, and it went bankrupt, but then he bought it back. He stepped up. He put up
1: his advertise advertising. He had an advertising collateral. I, for it. I don't
2: know whether yeah. he did or not, but he he bought it out of bankruptcy and, but then it went broke again and, uh, fortunately, Lloyd and Jane Pettit stepped in. So uh, that's in when 1977, December of 1976. 76. Yes, okay. they bought the team and, and uh, then 77. We had won the championship in 76, but 77 we went to the finals and didn't lost to Grand Rapids. Yeah, lost to Grand Rapids in a. Uh, six games of a five-game series because we played ties. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. right. And, yeah.
0: and 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 now your playing career is over. And yep. what did you think then? Did you have something cooking right away? Well, I was
2: I was, it- I was um, my first summer here after playing. I, we didn't make much money, and I needed a job. And so I got a job as PR director at a summer stock theater. Melody Top Theater which was at 76 and Good Hope right next to the sure. polo fields okay. which are now now the soccer Ely fields E-line yeah. soccer yeah and so I was in PR there and then I the next year I had a chance to go try out with a couple of uh, higher minor league teams but I talked to the admirals and I said well if you hire me as PR director I'll stay sure. so I was player PR director for four years which was really a fortuitous thing for me because it got me into the business and back then we were such a small staff I did more than just PR we sure. there was some scouting involved and things like that and um so And you got, wrote a game story I for the Journal Sentinel, I right? I got paid for co- playing a game in which uh, play, played paid for covering a game in which I played. That's the, by ideal the journal thing, yeah.
0: That yeah.
1: probably wouldn't happen these days, huh? Probably not.
2: <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> did we
1: win? Do you remember the game?
2: Don't re- I remember the game. It was at Wilson Park, I remember going back into the little coach's office we had and filing a story on the phone. Right. Uh, but I, I don't remember whether we... So you're we're dictating, dictating it to you're somebody. Like, I got, yeah, I got, yeah, yeah. I don't remember whether we... Guys, we can't we go to overtime. Want, want I got a deadline. Right, I right. Deadline. We're, <laughs> we're on a hard deadline yeah. here. Yeah. We got so to finish. My old friend, Marty Kaiser, who was editor of the journal, not then, but he became editor of the journal, as you guys know. Um, <laughs> we used to laugh. At, I think I got paid more for covering the game than <laughs> I did that for playing, playing it. I can yeah. believe that. Yeah,
0: Indeed, indeed. Phil Whitliff, by the way, is joining us here. So... When when Mr. and Mrs. Pettit come in, your role evolves <laughs> continually. Uh, yeah, with, yeah that, I, that was the
2: last year I played. I, they took over in December, and I retired in, in uh, April of 77. And then became a full-time PR director.
1: Okay.
2: Um, and, and, and again, it was a small staff, so we did a lot of other things. Here,
1: here's a question I've always been curious about, and I've never really even asked you about this. Nineteen seventy eight the Admirals so this would be your first year not playing, were in the IHL and the Admirals are playing the Grand Rapids Owls in the playoffs. Seven game series. Grand Rapids uses an ineligible player in the game. That was they weren't the Owls then. They were
2: I don't or were they the Owls? I think they were the Owls. Yeah, it might, it, so. but it was the IHL. Yeah, it was the yeah. IHL. Yeah, yeah, they didn't.
1: We played eight games as I recall. Eight games, because in game three, Grand Rapids uses an ineligible player, but the league decides well, we're not going to make them forfeit the game. We're we just going to do it, it all, over. We're going to do it exactly
2: over. That's exactly right. And they, they won in seven games. So yeah. they won
1: in seven, but it was really eight games. That's eight so games. odd. Like, can you imagine something like that happening nowadays? I mean, never. Well, no. Something.
2: Uh, a lot of crazy things happened in the old days of hockey. <laughs> yeah, right. That's why they sure. call it old-time but hockey. who's
0: the arbiter on this, then? Because well, certainly the commissioner, you have a
2: feeling I, one way, and they have yeah, a feeling the, the other the way. The commissioner was the arbiter, and I think it was Frank Gallagher who was the commissioner, a guy named Frank Gallagher who was – Had been a commissioner before and actually was the first general manager of the Port Urine Flags. Oh, is that right? When I was in high school, he was the GM. In fact, I played youth hockey with his son. Um, Yeah, Frank Gallagher. I think it was Frank
1: Gallagher. And knowing, I I never knew Lloyd Pettit, but I know of him, he didn't, he was outspoken. I can't imagine he just... Was like, well, we'll accept whatever the league says. He must have been. You know, I,
2: Charlie, I can't remember. Yeah. I just, yeah, but it was, uh, I remember that we did go to eight games. And, and I think we had to play the eighth game there. I think we fought over where the game would, would be. Played. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Did you ever think, you're doing the PR thing now. Did you ever think that you would be a coach? I mean, you were a successful no, player. Did you ever think, was coaching ever in your future? I didn't,
2: but the team uh, was really going bad. And I remember we had a. Meeting at Lloyd and Jane's house, Bill Schimmel and Lloyd and Jane and Joe Tierney and I and and, and Bill Schimmel is the general manager. He was, he was, and and his uh, he I don't think he ever saw a hockey puck till he owned a team. Um, <laughs> wonderful guy though, He was a great friend. Uh, but uh, they, we they decided the coaching change had to be made and and, and the coaches is Gene, uh, Gene it, no, 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 it was, it was after was Ubi. Richard, after Ubi. After Richard Jamison. Richard Jameson, okay. Uh, who they hired out of the Quebec League. Bill Schimel hired him out of the Quebec League. But we were doing very poorly. And I remember Lloyd said, and pointed at me, and he said, you're, you're going to be the coach. And then he pointed at Schimmel, it's not going to be him.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the coach. This was out at their house in River Hills.
1: So what yeah. is going through your mind at that point?
2: Well, it was...
0: Because these
1: uh, are your peers, you know, they yeah, were, right? I
0: mean, you played with a lot of these guys. Yeah,
2: I did. I did. And it was
1: uh, it was nerve-wracking.
2: I mean, coaching, unless you've done it, you really don't know what it's like. I remember Ken Elliott, who was an old time um, owner of the Fort Wayne team and was a coach at one time, and he said, you know, when, do- when you're down on that bench, nobody knows what you're going through. Your wife won't even have a clue. And it, it really is that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was nervous, but we won the first game, then we – then we lost the game. I oh my god! I, I thought it was easy, and then we lose. But right. Then went on the road, and then and we ended up go, uh, making the playoffs that year. So it was. Uh, and then uh, then we hired another coach, Nellie Lecar, the next year, and they had to make a change again. So I then I became the coach, and I did. What the, year was
1: that? Uh,
2: eighty one, eighty two. I think seventy nine, eighty. I became the coach. Eighty eight, eighty, eighty one. So and I'm then gonna... I was coach pretty much the rest of the way, and. Except for the Chicago, the Chicago year, year yeah. when Cliff Carl came in and uh, then Jim Pappen replaced him, uh, <laughs> two good guys. We
1: just didn't didn't, we uh, didn't have a good team. And something that they should have worked on paper didn't work didn't work at all. But before we go there, yeah. I want to go back to the 1980 playoffs uh, because the Admirals are playing. This made national attention. The Saginaw Gears. They did. And I don't know what game it is. It's in Saginaw. I think it's Game Two in Saginaw, I
2: think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean first the first two
1: games were there. Yeah, and yeah. Uh I've seen the the the, the tape of it and it's the grainy VHS tape yeah. but just a, a guy I and I, I I should remember his name. John Gibson. John Gibson, yeah. was uh, beat the crap out of he Kerry howard and
2: Kerry was on the ice just unconscious and he kept picking him up and hitting, and hitting him, him and again. while a
1: linesman or a referee is standing over the top of him yeah. was he I, you know i have right seen the video next to him. yeah right yeah. next to him yeah and so the admirals pull out of the playoffs we did because we did. of excessive violence yep yeah.
2: we and wanted them to forfeit the uh, series to us we knew that that wasn't going to happen going to happen yeah. sure so we withdrew, and it made a statement who, about violence. You know, now that. And it, who was
1: the leading force on that? Was that? Did that come from you? Did it come from Lloyd? Did you approach Lloyd and say, "Listen, <sighs> that what happened here was out of control"? I think it was a mutual decision, but in the end,
2: Lloyd made the decision. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yep. Was he there? Did Did he? No, travel? he was not in Salem. Okay, enough. so
2: no. you're
1: on the phone
0: with him and say, and he's obviously up to date on what's well, going on. Well,
2: we were back because we came back after we finished that game, and then sure. we came. It was the first two games were there, so we came back to Milwaukee, and it was back in Milwaukee when we saw the video. and And I remember Lloyd just saying, "Boy, that makes me sick." Yeah, And and
0: well, people need to realize too that if they don't know, Mr. Pettit is a Hall of Fame hockey announcer, yeah, he and he had seen, seen everything on a, right. in hockey. Yes,
2: yes, he had seen a lot of hockey. Yeah. yeah, he was a Black Hawk announcer for years and years, and then Golden Air with Bobby Hall and San. Exactly. Stan right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had seen a lot of hockey, so it wasn't a novice making the decision. Right. And the
1: Admirals got all, that. this made national news, like I it said. Did. And the Admirals, there was a surprising amount of negative publicity to it. A lot of, like, yep. you know what you're getting into. This is yep. a man's sport. Yep. You know, don't there be were, uh, yeah, very misogynistic not, was, uh, pre- it, attitudes. Yeah, it was
2: pretty much uh, supportive of our position here in Milwaukee. For sure. But other places, it was not. Right. And, and, um, uh,
1: and it, were you the PR person at that point as well? Well, I was the coach. Yeah, I was going to sure. say you're
0: kind of the face but of it. But I
1: was, uh, yeah, I was the PR
2: guy. I yeah. mean, I the media people always called me when, you know, they, when and they called happened. me. I didn't even know who our PR guy was. And, well, who did we have? Frank Mazzacco Well, we had Doug Pettit. Sure. Um, was Doug around at that point? I think he was. He wasn't doing the play-by-play. I think Frank Mazzacco was doing okay. the play-by-play. Okay. Um, but I, the people, the media people, they went to you. Yeah. They did a lot. Yeah. 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 So. I remember once, Ron Sabota, Joe Tierney walks up, was in the office, and he's walking out, and he always had a suit on because he was an Arthur Anderson guy, and they had a really, you had to wear a suit. You couldn't wear slacks and a sports jacket. You really, had to had wear a, wear a suit. <laughs> and Ron Sabota, yes. remember Ron Sabota?
0: The, the ball player? Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah.
2: He, he was at yeah. Channel 12 here then. I didn't know that. He was okay. sports And and Joe Tierney walks by, and he said, Mr. Commissioner, and Joe said, I'm not the commissioner, and, and Ron said, "Well, you look like a
1: commissioner." <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. So, yeah. how do you how, do, what is what is How do you address this with your team now? Are they all for it, or was that kind they of they were
2: supportive? Yeah, they were. They were, and we did it. And, and that well, you know, we didn't ask for their input. Really. Right. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, you just said this is this. what's going to happen. Yeah, but... and they were supportive. And we, I think we had a post game banquet or something like that, a sure. post-season banquet. Um, and then they went on their way. Um, but the league was not happy with us, and we had, For sure, we had a, a, basically a trial. Right. And uh, we worked out some sort of deal, and I can't remember what the deal was. It but,
1: was. I, I've se- I've gone through the news clippings. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was a fine. But not yeah. admitting any wrongdoing, something like something that. that. Yeah, yeah nolo contendre
0: kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 exactly. Yeah, huh. Phil so, Whitliff is joining us here. Where you got an idea? Where do you want to go next? Did you what, did I'm, you have something in I've mind? Got, or, we got a million things. Uh, absolutely, different. that's just it. And I, I want to kind of do this in an order. So let's. Uh, should we go to the eighty-two, let's eighty-three with, campaign? Absolutely. Is that the best team that you were ever a part of? It was a good team.
2: Is that when we went to the finals? Yeah. I think against Toledo and. Uh, um. Yeah, that was a good team. Um. Well, the best team probably was. Uh, I wasn't coaching. Claude was coaching when we won. The yeah, top the iron before, That's sure. another. Yeah. Small
1: yeah. world type of situation. Yeah. The, the best. Yeah, actually,
2: player. Claude played against us in that series. Yeah. He in He was 82, a, 83, right? Yeah, he was the center, a top center for the Toledo Gold Diggers. Gold Diggers and Dirk Graham name, on the wing. A great wing.
0: hockey name for yeah, a team. Yeah. yeah. And Dirk Graham on the wing.
2: Dirk Graham. Yes, he was, and. uh they were two great players. Yeah. Dirk ended up. Is he still with the
0: Blackhawks? Do we he's
1: know? He's Sharks. Sharks. Oh, or is he? Scout for yeah. the Sharks, based out of Chicago, I believe. And uh-huh. he's up here frequently. He gets up oh, to probably he? half a dozen to a. He 10 was a games good player. A yes, he good was. Player, really obviously. was. Heart and soul
0: type of guy out yeah. there, uh, especially. And in the he NHL. coached the Blackhawks. Briefly, he did briefly. He did yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, a lot of those guys did right. Yeah. A lot of those guys. The Blackhawks uh, threw a lot of those guys. Dennis Savard coached. Exactly. Oh, the Blackhawks did that a lot. You mentioned Cliff Carl and Jim Pappin. I mean, they. Well, they coached Mr. our team. But exactly. But Cliff, Mr. Was an,
2: Cliff was an assistant. Up there, and then yeah. they swapped. Yeah. Right?
0: And then and Mr. Well, I Mr.
2: think Pappen was a scout when he came here. Okay. And then Cliff went down there to be a, uh, Bob Pulford had taken over at the time. Who'd, I think Orville Tessier. Orval was, Te- it was, was always the, the same th- guys there. It was <laughs> Orville Tessier.
0: It, it, Mr. Wards had all his, his guys.
2: Yeah, they, they did. did but <laughs> anyway, we. Um, but that was a good team. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean.
0: Yeah. But, but they, they didn't the, help you out any. Pardon me. That eighty four eighty five Blackhawks team was pretty good, uh, but they, they didn't help you guys out that much with the players down they, here.
2: They didn't have. We had didn't have a good team. Yeah, we finished dead last.
0: Yeah, and but you had a couple of guys. You had a. Oh, a Randy Jeff, Boyd was Jeff on the Jeff Larmer, team. Randy yeah. Boyd, Darren yeah.
1: Pang obviously went yes. on to.
2: Yeah, Darren Darren did well. Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, you have this great season eighty two eighty three, and all those players are all legends in the Admiral's history. Yes, Yakichuk, Lacours, yeah. Barry. Preston, Sirwa, Sirwa, God, Charlie, you remember more than I do, and you weren't here.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> I
1: coach, but then you go. It's so odd to Two me. Two years that later, all of a sudden, you say, you, "Okay, guys, sorry, we're we're, we're taking all none Black of you Hawks. were back." Yeah.
2: We're... Well, I think uh, did any of the? I don't I can't remember, but but we thought everybody else thought they were playing for second place because we were the top five yeah. Yep. Yep. And it just didn't it work. It Just
1: didn't work. I've heard a story, and I mean, maybe this is apocryphal, maybe it's not. That driving back from a road trip, the bus stops, and I don't know if it's Coral or Pappen who's the coach at this time, but he gets let out of his car because he's living there. He yeah. lives in Chicago. And, and he says to the guys, "Guys, everyone, wake up! Wake up! Look out! You see that right down there? It's That's the Chicago." None of you guys are ever going to see that place.
2: Oh, God, I, well, I wasn't on that trip. If they did it, I, uh, it might have happened. happened.
1: Whether it's true or not, it, yeah. uh, it's maybe it's indicative fantastic. of how that season went. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a – actually, we had a two-year deal. We got out of the second year.
1: And that, then 85-86. The we had a great those, year. All those, those guys, guys are back. 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 Yep. Yeah, and And I think and...
2: we almost set a record for points that
0: year. We had a great year. Yeah. Yep. What does attendance do? because you're coming off that championship uh, game uh, championship yeah. series in 82 83 two years later yeah. uh, excuse the term it's a laughing stock yeah yeah and then the year after that all the familiar faces are back and and, and all of that up. so did it just tenants
2: picked up but attendance was always the same you know we do. do it didn't matter we we drew great ac- uh, after christmas on weekends sure. that's what it was sure yeah absolutely so it,
0: pretty much it's always been yeah but did it, would those guys come back some of them may have found a job somewhere else in hockey, but most of them may, may not have been playing well, for you know, uh, rather than pick up games around Flesh town. Flesh did not come
2: back. He stayed in Kalamazoo. Yakuchuk was in Kalamazoo, but he came back. Um, most of them came back, and uh, and we added some new guys. I think Dwight Schofield might have been on that team.
0: Do you have to ease some tensions there and say, hey, guys, I'm sorry it didn't work out, blah, 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 or did they, was it just business as usual? Like well, here, like I, think they, I think
2: they were all delighted to come back. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: they were So it was really no big deal. It was no. a blip and we just moved y- on. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Y- yep. Very yeah. Very good. <laughs> Phil Whitliff is joining us here on the Milwaukee Admirals podcast. Um who is who is your favorite player? I'm not gonna tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Who I'll tell your, you though. I'll tell you. Who are a handful players? of your favorite players? Yeah. Well, I'll tell or you most memorable ones. I, uh, last week. I, uh, I do the same thing, by yeah. the way, Phil. And and, yeah. and I got to tell you, I say everybody's in my top five. Yeah. But <laughs> but literally, <laughs> I, I, t- week, I say Phil's everything. a former PR guy, so yeah, he's
1: yeah, yeah, you yeah. understand this? Yeah. Well,
2: last week I sat uh, next to one of my favorite all-time, uh, Dave Mackey. Yes. Was here because his son was playing for the Wolves. Yes. Yeah. In that exhibition yeah, And his
1: other son is a major prospect. Oh, I know! I know!
2: Yep. Yep. Um, but, uh, so Dave Mackey was right up there, mm-hmm. Mike McNeil. Now Mike McNeil is a special case because of the family connections. When I was at Notre Dame, Mike McNeil's dad was one of my coaches. Mm-hmm. He was assistant to Lefty Smith. He was righty <laughs> 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 and, uh, uh, and then Mike came here and I coached him here. And the, and the Mike the, went to Notre Dame Mike, also right yeah, oh yeah Mike He's yeah Mike is a domer so that's a but then when my kids went to Notre Dame their finance uh, their academic advisor was Tim McNeil righty. no kidding he had yeah, moved right. from the athletic department to academics uh, freshman year um, so there was a connection there so Mike's special Tony herkus is special uh, Gordy Stafford who I'm. Really proud of. He's got a Ph.D. now. Is does he really? He runs the hockey, the women's. At St. Mary's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Gordy, Gordy called me. Um, he had a. He was the highest-paid player in the I.H.L. because there was a maximum you could make back then, twenty-five grand, and he was under contract to the Oilers. And oh. So he, uh, but that contract ran out, and he and he was going to go to school out in in Canada, and he called me in August, and he said. Well, if I come back and play, can you, I go to UWM? And I said, well, let's see. And I said, I'll make a call. I called a guy at UWM that I knew, and he put me in touch with the dean. And Gordy ended up coming back here and ended up getting a ma- uh, bachelor's and master's at UWM. And then he got his Ph.D. along the way later on. But-
1: and, and, and had a pretty good kid player yeah Yeah. first round pick right he still playing he had a tryout with with Minnesota
0: this uh, fall and they didn't keep him around so I don't I don't
1: I don't know either I haven't seen Yeah. yeah
2: I don't know. But he you know uh, Gordy lives in Minneapolis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Or in the, wherever Shattuck, Shattuck, Fairbowl yeah. yep. Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where know, exactly. uh, that's
1: where I was uh, I had the reception for my wedding was in I played golf at the Fairbow Golf and Country no Club kidding. that it, morning, yeah. yep. And uh, your wife's from um, Northfield. Yeah, 20 Northfield. 20 miles straight north of Fairbow, yeah. Not I, even 20. I, how far from Farmington? Northfield
0: oh. and Farmington are neighbors. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Northfield North- and
1: Farmington uh, y- uh, used to be in the same
2: athletic conference. I saw them play football. I was trying out for the U.S. Olympic team in... in uh, 76? Uh, 71. Uh, 72. 72. 72. And uh, we trained at the Met, and, and Farmington, where my um, good friend from Notre Dame went, uh, my right winger, uh, was playing Northfield. So I drove down
1: and watched the game. Is that right? Farmington and Northfield. Yep.
0: Yep. You've been Farmington Tigers uh, and Northfield Raiders, I think. Old Raiders. Old old Minnesota Conference. Is that what it was? Really? That's my neighborhood, yeah. I I don't know if
1: they are still, uh, I mean. Farmington is huge. Yeah, Farmington it has grown. Because it was a little farming town, man. D-
0: literally, Farmington yeah. is farming. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a far- yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, now it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. All those uh, Lakeville, all that. Well, area. he ended yeah, up yeah. living it's in Lakeville on, yeah, on that's Lake, huge. Lake Marion. They had a, we had a kid here last week from Laval who played for Lakeville. Did uh, he? Ryan who was right. a big deal at Saint Cloud State and, okay. and a first-round pick of the Canadians. And yeah, he's from yeah. Lakeville, Minnesota. So yeah. yeah, yeah. They used to have one high school, and now they got probably four and really? then yeah it's it's crazy yeah. it's yeah. crazy that we're not here to talk about uh, Minnesota high No, schools no, no, no. So. Right. but uh so so I, I didn't realize this i guess that you tried out for this, uh, the the 72 olympic team. i did I so did. what was that process like are you invited by usa it, it, wh- what is uh, there again, for lefty, usa lefty, hockey lefty,
2: lefty smith was a conduit a guy named um and that was a silver manager.
0: that was a silver medal winning team right yeah they did yep yep,
1: yep.
2: mike curran was their goalie he was the Really, one of the reasons they won the gold, me- the silver medal. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they had Tim Sheehy was on that team. Yeah, uh, sure. Kevin Ahern, um, uh, Huffer Christensen, I think was. on Yes, that. Yeah, yeah, out of Duluth. Yeah, yeah, Keith, yeah. yeah. He played at UMD. Uh, yeah. he was from the range. Wasn't yes, he, he was. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I got cut there too. <laughs> well, that's. But it's
0: a, it's a, you know, I mean, that's what life is. Yeah. It's getting don't... cut and figuring something <laughs> else out, right? I mean, <laughs> no matter what you're doing, whether it's, it's hiring a or it's job a... or whatever okay. it might Another be, job. right? Yeah, it yeah. worked out. It worked out. And you know, and I'm
2: I got lucky coming to Milwaukee and I thought I I said, Who wants to live in the reason I came here is because my roommate from Notre Dame was in graduate school at Marquette. I didn't know about the Admirals. He said, Well, why don't you come and play for the Admirals? And I said, Who were they? And yeah. So I ended up coming and uh, Two years later, he moved back to Chicago, and I saved. (laughs) um, And you stayed. I stayed, and I'm still here. But
0: you went through so – I mean, you think about it, Phil. You went through (laughs) – Every challenging period financially for this team, yes, you did. had to deal with yeah. in one fashion or but, another. And, yes, and now went. we're celebrating 50 seasons of Admirals Hockey. Did yeah.
2: you ever think that that would happen? I, I didn't think we'd ha- finish start five. Right, <laughs> right. Because the team was going bankrupt. Uh, but thank God for so, Lloyd and Jane Pettit. They stepped the, in. and uh, When
1: Lloyd and Jane bought the team, was it. Obviously, they've got a lot of money. Mrs. Pettit had. Everyone knew what, what yeah. her. Uh, Philanthropic, was, and or, Yes, yes. Yeah. and but that just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean that you want to keep investing in the in the team. And so, did you know right away that they once they're here, we're solid, we're good.
2: I didn't know right away because I really didn't know them. I met sure. them. A, I was still a player and PR director, and I got to know them. But they were committed, and one of the things they were really proud of is the fact that they had a hockey team in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, they were sure. Milwaukee people. If it had been in Chicago or somewhere else, I don't think that they would have gotten involved, but it was Milwaukee, and uh, and I think they always had thoughts of the Bradley Center down the road. Yeah. They,
1: even back then, even in the late I, 70s? Yes,
2: yes, that, certainly in the early 80s, because Joe Tierney one day said to me, I, um, I had a ch- couple of chances to move on into the NHL, not as a head coach, but into the organization and and uh, and as an and
1: assistant I, or a scout, yeah, maybe? yeah,
2: assistant coach, okay, uh, or uh, American League coach, sure, okay, and um,
1: which is a step up from the IHL. Yes,
2: it was at that point. The American and, League. Is. And uh, and you know they wanted me to stay here, and we and uh, we we decided I would stay here. And Joe Tierney said to me at that point, he said, "I'm glad you're staying because with the new arena coming on, and and that was at least two years before the Bradley Center was announced."
1: So that's probably so, a good segue to talk about the NHL and the NHL coming to Milwaukee. Because there are still, through all of this, so many misconceptions as to what what happened
0: and why the NHL didn't come to Milwaukee.
2: Well, there was...
0: um, Or why Milwaukee didn't bring the NHL here. Well, we
2: withdrew... um, The Admirals withdrew. Withdrew. We withdrew our application, as did uh, Carmanos in Detroit at that. He was like, where was his franchise going to be? I don't remember, but... There were there were uh, they were left with only two applicants, Ottawa and Tampa Bay. Sure. And the reason we withdrew is they doubled the price. We thought it was going to be
1: twenty-five or thirty
2: million. It was going to be fifty 59. million for a bad. And team. they t-
1: they told you this. What I think is interesting about the story is you go to Quebec City. Is that right? I did. Ostensibly, I did. as a, let's see how to show you how things are run. Right.
2: Well, no, I was traveling with the Connects. They were our farm club. Oh, okay. They were play. They played. Uh, they played in Buffalo on Friday night and Quebec on Saturday night. And I flew in their charter with them, um, but the uh, the head of the uh, Buffalo team, Seymour Knox, the third, and
1: I'm the third. Yeah, <laughs> For are you? What it's worth, and,
2: uh, and and the the head of uh, Marcella Bo, who was the head of the uh, the uh, Quebec team, they were both on the expansion committee. So I went there, and that's when I found out it was going to be 50 million bucks. I, you know, we.
1: What did they say? Did they say, uh, you know what, Phil? We're not very good at math. You know, we had, we've been telling you guys 30 million, but well, we they, didn't carry they, the one. I don't and,
2: think they ever officially told us it was going to be 30. But that
1: was just the thought. that was the
2: theory that it, that it was going to be 30, and then we found it was going to be 50. And then I did a mock draft of the players we were going to get, um, and one of them was Craig Cox. He played an admiral's player. Yes, yeah. yeah, I think he still has a record for the the long the winning goal and the longest shootout. At least he did at 21 I, yeah, and 22. You're probably right. Yes, you probably, you're probably yeah, still yeah. right. But, but um, I said, we're going to get a player like Craig Cox, and sure enough, he was one of the guys. Was that him. right? What Do you remember what the rules were? Basically, they could protect uh, 18 and 2.
0: And that was the protect. big thing, was the two goalies.
2: Well, the two goalies, because they changed it after that, and that's how she, t- Florida got uh, Van Biesbroeck. Van, Be- Van, Biesbrook Van Biesbrook. is Van, Bies- Van, Bies- no. Van B- no, Boxmeer no, was a Buffalo coach. defenseman. Yeah, yeah, he coached <laughs> against me. Um, uh, Van Biesbroeck, that's how they could only protect one. But also, players that were three years or under of, of pro were not subject to the draft, so the top young players Prospects, weren't available right, either. Right, right. So um, I don't want t- um uh, Tampa Bay, I think that they didn't get the double digits and wins their first year. I don't think either team did. No, no.
0: Yeah, it, it was, was awful. pretty awful, yeah. They
2: were awful, and we felt that a team that bad in Milwaukee wouldn't work. Wouldn't work.
0: And that first year would have been 92. Uh, I think that's when I they started. 91, 92, 92, 92, I, I think 91, 92. I think so. But yeah. it's funny because the Admirals dropped out, and you mentioned this team with Mr. Carmanos, uh, who ended up owning Hartford yeah. and then yeah. the, yeah. the Carolina. To Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Um, the two teams that remained were the two teams that ended up in. Yes, which that there were only two left. Exactly, and and they were going to do two, right? Or would they have done four had you no, all stayed no, in? No, no, the plan it was, was they were going to be two.
1: Okay. Yep. The, what everybody, not everybody, but the the I think the biggest the misconception myth, yes. is that the, at Milwaukee doesn't have an NHL team because Bill Wirtz didn't owns the territory, owns the territory, and didn't want a team. Well, we never got that far.
2: We we figured that. We, we just assumed Chicago was going to ask for some compensation. Sure, right. And there so. was a rule that uh, I think the NHL bylaws said it within seventy-five miles, and it's whether it was a question whether it was from the outskirts to the outskirts or from the city, city, senator, to, senator, or city or center to city center arena, arena to arena. To arena. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And we never got that far though with Chicago, but I'm pretty sure they were going to ask for something.
1: Sure, but uh, you don't think that would have been uh, the impediment? It wouldn't have been the the deal probably, breaker. Uh, probably not. Because that would be crazy, you know, you look at the biggest rivalries from Milwaukee sports, and they're Chicago. Oh, yeah, that's, of a, of so that's
2: what we thought, too. Yeah. <laughs> so Bill Wirtz would want that. The deal breaker was $50 million for a bad team.
0: Yeah. Yep. So. And it took forever for them, those two teams, it Ottawa to and become Tampa become Bay, competitive. a long, long time yes. for them to become competitive. Right. About 10 years, Exactly, yeah.
2: exactly. Yeah, and did. you
0: don't think the market could have bared that?
2: We didn't think so, nope. no. Especially
1: nope. with the Bucks here already. There is already a major league sport in the wintertime. Yep. Um, yep. so yeah so by the time when when does the Bradley Center uh, Bradley Center goes up in October of 88 it started opens in it, the, it was open, announced in 85 yeah announced in 85 at what point does the team do you we pull out of the uh, NHL exhibition or exhibition expansion uh, franchise it
2: would have been about 91 I think okay
1: so it was that far it was that yeah. Far, oh yeah we, we were that deep the building had opened uh, yep Yep, we did a but lot of work. We did a lot of. Coincidentally,
0: the admirals put together. Then you go independent again, and you put together this yeah, unbelievable
2: did. team. We had a good team.
0: Of of just just fantastic hockey for people to watch, goal yeah, scoring best, and everything going yeah. on was going we on. We had with um, those teams. the best I mean, team
1: statistically, or at least from a points perspective in team history. 88-89. Was it? Yeah. Well, no, that, that was a Vancouver team. We were though. Vancouver oh, then. But but 80. after you turned down the NHL. Yep. Yeah.
0: Then here's Gino, and here's Hercus, and here's those guys,
2: right? We had four years of Vancouver, um, 88 through 92, and then we had, uh, well, we were independent until we went in 98 with Nashville.
0: What, how... Is it a good thing to be independent? Was it a good thing to be Not independent? Financially, at the time? it wasn't. It but, wasn't. But
2: Lloyd wanted his own team, and, and it was fun. I'll tell you, it was fun. I mean, we. But you
0: got to do a lot of things that, because of that. We you did. Know, you're, you're going, I mean, this is at a time people, we see Russian players and we Czech brought players in and Europe all of this. All We never saw that back yeah, then. No. Not like we do now. No. No. And you were
2: a part of bringing a lot of these young men over. Yeah, I brought over the first Russians, a pretty good goalie named Stylenkov.
0: Yes. Gold medal winning goal. Gold medal, right.
2: yeah, in Alberville in 92. And we brought – the only reason we could get him is he wasn't drafted by the NHL. And you had back then you had to be drafted to play in the NHL. Okay. Uh, he came and played a year for us and got drafted, I think, by Anaheim. Right. Um uh, that's correct. And, uh, actually, so, know, he, so
0: did you, well, How difficult was it? That w- that would have been the CIS, Was that a CIS team, the Commonwealth of Independent States? Team? I don't remember. Or I, I think it was. It a CIS, was the unified. It was the unified. It was the unified. So yeah. how yeah. difficult was it? Because we've heard these stories. People have heard stories of. These covert operations yeah, to even, get the Stasnies out of Czechoslovakia or yeah, France well, before that. They, Exa- much they, before. That was 10, yeah. 12 years before. But not
2: 10 or 12, but, but how long? Almost. Yeah, it's about 8 or 9. They, I think in about 84, the Stasnies came 80. out. He, he was, a was that they, in Quebec in 80. Oh, yes. oh, then it was 10, yeah. So,
0: But I'm curious what it was like for you then. I mean, was it that we
2: crazy? Had some, we had some, some hoops to jump, jump through. And I remember being in Moscow and uh, somebody saying, well, don't go outside by yourself because you look Western. Um,
0: is it a si- is it a situation where you meet with whoever the let's say the the sporting the head of sport in Russia right? Wow! Well, Do you have a briefcase and just kind no, of push no, no, it toward no, no, him no. and say this is what <laughs> we're doing? <laughs> no, 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 no. We
2: had a we had a, a go between an agent who was a player agent, Serge Levin, who was a Russian expatriate lived in L. A. and okay. he had a real connection with the Russian Federation and he facilitated it for it's us.
0: It's interesting though because at that point I you know. Fetisov had such an issue, right? I mean, it was great. Yeah. Cra- like they all hated him in Russia. So yeah. you had this guy who you said is an expat that had. I mean, it's it's funny to me because at that time that he I don't could get things done. That he could get things done with Russia. That you would think that he would be on the outs with all of these folks over there. Uh, he got him done. He got him done. I remember. Being and how at, do you find him? Or how did you, uh, Lloyd and Jane I, find him? Or how did I this... found
2: him? Um, I you know I I can't remember. I mean, I, he was a hockey agent and and he represented players russian yeah. players russian players and i was talking to him about i can't remember who but uh, guys that were already here and and he um he mentioned Stelenkov the goalie would you like him And i said well how do we get him and right he said well he he wasn't drafted so he can't play in the nhl and we i think we paid some money to get his release i think he played for moscow dynamo
0: probably yeah
2: um and i think we played some paid some money um uh, I can't remember how we did it. We might have done it through the agent. I just can't remember. Yeah, yeah, But we did. I remember going to Russia, and, and I was always worried that the players would get here. I remember Tom Dickelman went down, sure. to, who was our assistant GM, who really was great. He did a lot of the paperwork and the red tape things. And he he went to O'Hare to pick him up, and we we're going to put him up at the MAC. And I'm waiting at the MAC, and. Dickelman comes in and gives me the thumbs up. That he's here, he's landed. Yeah. That's really wild, yeah,
1: huh? Yeah. 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 Like You'd, very much Cold War yeah. Think yeah. Of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it yeah.
0: it's, it's it's the goalie, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um Alex Galchenyuk's father, father. was part of the group yep. in there.
2: And he got hurt. He would have been a good player for us. Yeah. But he hurt his
1: knee. Um Alex is born in Milwaukee. Yeah, it yeah, was born in Milwaukee. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so he could I just p- saw him he, he did he just get he's traded. Pittsburgh, or? yeah. He's yeah. Just, and he just, just got hurt actually. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, that's what I he could play World yes. Juniors. He had the choice. He played with the US. He did. Did he really? Yeah, he but did. he did, yeah. but he could have played uh played Junior for in Russia. Sarnia, too,
2: right across the river from where I grew up. Yes. Yeah. For yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I, we, you, let, I, let's talk. touch on a couple of, of players that we have. How much time do we have, Charlie? We've got plenty of time. Okay. Uh, touch on a couple of players here that, that we've talked about. Um, John Flesh, who Charlie said is going to be here later on this year, we're expecting. As we're part expecting of the 50th, John Flesh. 50th
1: season. A- and Dale Yakichuk.
0: Dale Yakichuk, two of the supremely gifted players who have ever played for the Milwaukee Admirals. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yakichuk had a.
2: Uh, a v- valuable asset, though, on his left wing, Danny LaCour. Yeah, that had, worked out well. Who had, uh, I think, the best scoring ability of anybody I've ever seen. The problem was he was only about five foot four. Sure. Um, but he could. Could he play now?
0: <sighs> five four or five five is still small, but yeah, I don't But the game is. is way different,
2: as yeah, you well yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think he could because he could score so well. Yeah. And you know, he'd get fifty or sixty goals every year, and Yakuchuk yeah, would assist on.
0: Uh, uh, almost almost, all, of, all, of say he almost had all of them. That 82-83 club. Dale had 100 assists. Yeah, yeah 134 yeah, points had or something. Like that. Goals. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> no, yeah. That's I think, crazy. yeah. I think I think do mostly to the coaching, probably.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think the second in the league in goals was uh, Dirk Graham. I Dirk think Graham was two I think. less than Danny, yeah. two fewer, I should say. Um, but yeah, they, the you know what? These were marketable players back then. I mean, people they were known in town. Yeah, uh, they both played without helmets. Yeah, and right. whether that was good or not, that that was their choice. I didn't. And but, Dan, Danny played without a helmet know, too. I, as did Eve Preston. Yeah, it was a great Fred player.
1: Barry didn't though. Fred Barry wore Fred a wore helmet. helmet.
2: Yeah. yeah, Fred wore helmet. I yeah. was
1: just just this morning. I watched a video uh, from Mike Jakubowski, who runs entertainment here at the Panther Arena, and he put he worked for Marquette News, and he put up this tape from '85, uh eighty-five, eighty six. Uh, And he's got some B-roll action of the games and, Dale Yakichuk is so much bigger than Danny Lacour. It looks like it looks like my father-son, son is yeah. out there, right? Basically a foot tall. Yes,
2: yeah. And, yeah. and
1: so you've got Dale as center, <laughs> yeah. and then you got Danny on the wing. And it's like, what? Yeah. What's is this? Like you say, is this a father-son game? It's almost comical <laughs> to watch that out there. Yeah. Yeah. But they, put they were a dynamic, amazing. They were great duel. together.
2: They were great together. And when
1: you were putting
0: lines together, what did you do? Did you say? These two, and we'll find a third. Or how did you? How did you do it as a I, coach? I think
2: for the most part, he pressed Preston played his off wing. He played on that line on the right side. He was a left-handed shot. Okay. Um, but back then we only had 15 or 16 players, and you'd have injuries and. <laughs> so just get out there. So <laughs> with with Yakichuk, he had a few suspensions too. <laughs> <laughs> he shot the puck and hit the referee one night. <laughs> totally by accident, of course. Of course. Um, but. but those two ended up just working well together. And, and when they were both available to play, they played together and, yeah. uh, and which was most of the time they, um, the Danny missed, uh, well, Ubi was the coach. Ubiak was the coach. Danny's the first year in the IHL. Danny yeah. broke his hand or his rift and was out the whole year. Second game. Um, but you, um, you look for, uh, one of the things you look for in a line is chemistry sure. and they had chemistry. Um, Plus, she played with uh, Fred Barry most of the time. Sure, and then on the third line, I had Gordy Stafford, who was a great defensive player. wasn't gifted offensively as the as Yakichuk and Chuck and, uh, and Fre- uh, Fred Barry, but he was a might have been a more solid player because uh, he was great
0: defensive. We think so much about you know every game was a, a, a five four six five lots of goals type back, of back hockey then. Game. Yeah, yeah. So did you concern yourself too much about? Scoring line, checking line, that type of thing. Defense, or did you just want, let's, let's just go. Let's go well, play. You, roll uh, the lines. Uh, uh,
2: when you're on the road, you pr- pretty much roll the lines. But at home, you try and if you wanted to match up some. But you didn't want to match up somebody, so you kept your good players off the ice. Right. If you wanted Gordy Stafford's line to, to check the best line on the other team, if they're going to play uh, uh, 30 minutes a game. I was going to say, these yeah. guys are playing more than half yeah, the game yeah, probably. Yeah, you, yeah. Gotta, you want them... Uh, you got to get your stars out there, too. Right, right. right. Yeah, for
1: sure. Indeed. Yeah. So we go into the – touched on this, started talking about this already a little bit, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on these guys that we get in the mid-'90s where the admirals are at their – apex from yep. a popularity Popular building every, yes yeah we have the best building in the in yeah. the league by it's an nhl yeah. caliber the, building, I, the
0: ihl is booming too the north yeah. stars have left minnesota and they, they've moved in there and you're expanding to san francisco and you're exp- yep. Atlanta. all over the place yes it's
1: a huge maybe deal. too much expansion well now. and that's I'm just about.
0: it was there a thought and i've heard this as a, as as a, a legend uh, was there a thought that the IHL was trying to compete with the National Hockey League?
2: I don't think within because the Because they,
0: they were bringing in, who was, it, uh, who was the player in uh, in Vegas that came over? It was a Russian player who came over early. It was it Bonk? That, that it uh, it was Radic Bonk. That, a couple of guys played before they were old enough to be drafted. Stalinkov would have been. Well, he, no, was, he, was, he was old no. enough. Yes, but he wasn't yeah, drafted. Yeah, yeah, uh, Radek played Bonk played there. Yes, but they they started to do like the WHA did, where it was yes, to be seventeen or that. whatever.
2: I don't think we wanted to compete with the NHL, but we did want to put out a good product.
1: Yeah.
2: And having stars. Um,
1: that meant everything. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's... And we had our own local stars. I mean, Gino Cavallini was a. Popular guy. Absolutely. And and Herkes. Made popular
1: by uh, Matt Moore. By Matt Moore's dad. Dad, Keith Keith Moore, Moore, yeah. People might not realize that Matt is a second generation. He's a legacy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a legacy. Keith Moore. Keith was
2: great with uh, with, uh, Gino's name. He he dragged it out for about five, uh, ten seconds, the last name. Cavallini. And, you know, Gino scored 50 goals, so that helped,
1: too. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. The last player in Admirals history to score 50 goals in a season. Was he really? Yeah. No kidding! Had
0: I didn't know that. But Herkus, Carl Valamont, yeah. uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Who were your goalies then? Well, we had Stalnac for a while. Yes.
2: Um, and um, then we had Larry Dick. We had, uh, you know, like who else did we have? Um, Jim Rivneck We had Trees, Michael Forest. Michael Forest,
0: of course. Who's
1: yes. Known for. You know, this lots happened a things. lot, known for lots of things. <laughs> Wonderful but guy. I post-game still... interviews, he's got a beer in one hand and a cigarette in the other hand. Yep, 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 yep.
2: He, I remember seeing him old-time hockey, and I, he was having a beer, a cigarette, and his son was sitting on his knee. <laughs> and I said, I said to his son, who was in Welland, lived in Welland, Ontario, I said, who's your favorite goalie? And he said... The cat Felix Potman, who <laughs> <laughs> was the Leafs goalie yes, at the time, was. I thought not your dad, <laughs> yeah. but it was a great picture of him sitting on his dad's knee as is, p- uh, outside the locker room. He couldn't smoke in the locker room. I is
0: think. is that maybe the biggest professional disappointment? Is that those teams didn't win a championship? Yes, yeah, we came close. You
2: know, Denver ninety-five, beat, ninety-five, yeah. Is, is yeah, 95 ninety yeah. five. Kurt we lost Frazier's the coach, Denver. right? No, I was coaching then. You were okay. Yeah, Denver. Kurt was it.
0: before that.
2: We went to the third round. We worked our way from we beat out San Diego, then we beat out Vegas, and then we got to Denver and they beat us. And then uh, our division was the best because they played, they had a crossover, so they ended up playing in the finals, Kansas City, who was had finished last in our division. but, won but the, Because they got in
1: because of the crossover. Yes,
2: yeah, oh, and so they nice. uh, ended up coming out of the Eastern Conference um, even though they were a Western Conference team because they moved over because they had more points. I, I don't remember exactly. It's so Kevin
0: Constant who's coaching that team. Constantine?
2: I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. Okay, Kevin Constantine did coach there in Kansas City, right? Yeah, right. yeah he did before he went to San Jose.
0: Right, exactly, and that that was their affiliate, right? That yes, was Kansas it City was, was the yep. affiliate yep. there. Yep.
2: So actually, I just was looking up some players the other day. Patty McLeod played there because he was a San Jose right, player. Right, right, sure.
0: David Bruce, right? Would he have been in? David Bruce would have
2: played there. I he was a Vancouver player. He played for and us. That's when a, he ended up as, as a Vancouver player. Okay. Maybe he got drafted by San Jose in the in the expansion draft. That could yes, yeah. I believe that be
0: yeah. the case. Yes.
1: So you finish up coaching did you was it your choice to stop coaching yeah, did was. you say this is too much being general manager and coach is too yeah. much it should be two jobs yeah yeah it or was. it was just it you, was time you, it, you, was. it was time you would
2: era you know, Era Parsegian retired from coaching at age 50 and i thought that was a good idea i was 50 and i said time for a younger guy i can't even remember who we are i think al sims
1: uh al sims would have been the first nashville
2: well, we, we. No, he was there with us before Nashville. Before Nashville. Yes, one, yes.
1: There was one year in between you coaching and then the Nashville affiliation.
2: Was it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Al was the coach. So and then Al he coached a year with Nashville or two. And then. Uh, then, and then Dave Allison. Dave Allison and then Claude Noel. And
0: then Peter Horachek for Peter, one season yeah. and then Claude Noel.
2: Is Noelle? Peter still yeah. coaching anyway? Peter he's is a, a scout for the New Devils? Jersey. Yeah, works well, with so Ray. is Claude. Yeah, and Claude is yeah, Claude Noel. Oh, I know. Is Claude is Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lives in Phoenix, doesn't he? Yeah.
0: Indeed. Peter, they were both great coaches. Gosh. Right. Yeah. Well, Peter won the last I title, right? The last title on the with IHL Orlando. with the Orlando team. Yeah.
2: And, he, and he, the I went out of business. He was the last guy to win the Coach of the Year. I remember he had the Coach of the Year trophy in his basement here in Milwaukee. Oh, did he really? <laughs> he said, I guess it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Good guy. Walk God. around with that. I, yeah. I remember when he coached in Flint.
1: Let's talk about the
2: '80s. team. Eight, oh, the oh, year we won. The
1: year we won it. Yeah, you're the general manager. How much do you how much conversation do you have with Nashville about, OK, who's going to be on our? who's comprising our team?
2: One of the key conversations was to bring in Tony Herkus Yeah.
1: In November, I think
2: yeah, we brought they brought in Tony Herkus and uh,
1: and that's what you pushed for. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And he was key. He was a key.
1: Because he had been coming out the year before. He had been maybe in Florida or something like that in the National yeah. League.
2: Yeah. Uh, was he in Florida? He was, uh, he was an Atlanta player for a while. I was going to say, Atlanta. you get
1: 14
0: teams there, are 13 yeah. teams to Is choose that who, from. Yeah. Play for that many? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Won a cup with Dallas.
2: No, he's scouting, isn't he? Living in Madison he's scouting, scouting scouts for, for Tampa, Tampa. Bay. For so Tampa. did
1: you approach Ray Shiro and say, Ray, like, Tony's not playing. He can help us.
2: I, I, it was Something a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, they knew how much I liked Tony herkus as a player. He's just a, a great, skilled player. Yeah,
1: and a good man. Yeah,
2: and a good team guy.
1: Yeah, and a guy who. who
2: you know, who he really helped out his uh, suitor. Sure. Ryan he really Suter. did. Ryan's
1: the first
0: one to say yeah. that. Actually, yeah, that they, as a matter yeah. absolutely. of fact,
1: yeah. He's, yeah right. Right. Yeah. We've, the next year, I the think, lockout year, we probably had a, maybe a better team. Yep. Then we had the cup year, but in a four uh, five. You know, we had, uh, you didn't have Wade Flaherty. We didn't have Wade Flaherty. Wade was
0: great. Where is <laughs> he now? Does anybody know? I he was comu- the goalie coach in Winnipeg, and I don't know if he yeah. still he. I'm not I sure if he still I had communication with
1: him this summer briefly about coming back, and he wants to come back here because he hasn't been back here other than as a, a He player. was with Rockford as a, uh, an assistant, assistant for a while. Right? Right. Rockford. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. he was there. Uh, but yeah. he was another guy, like another veteran. Who we signed yep. that year to 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 be yeah uh, help guy Brian, Brian Finley who was the highest o- P- first round sixth pick. Over, highest sixth first, overall, sixth overall. Pick. highest pick of a goalie ever. Oh, was at, he really? At, at that point, he was. Yeah. At that point, he was. So we bring in Flaherty to sort of just to groom him, yeah. not to play above him. Yeah. and What does Flaherty do? Yeah. He leads us to a cup.
2: He leads us. To, yeah. He was great. Yeah. What you know t- who else was a, a high goalie pick? Was Grant Fuhrer. Sure. Yeah, because I remember we were. Edmonton Farm Club at that point, a secondary farm club when they... That's just it. Grant People, per- we,
0: we always talk about you had uh, the Chicago affiliation was the first ever in the IHL, right? Uh, the, the, the On IHL, the team had time. affiliated, yeah. yes. Yeah. But you had all these agreements... Over the years, I mean, Pete Peters was here in, in '77. Was. Bob Froze. I mean, yep. These guys played here because it was what it was, it was a double, the double a-, a-, a for yeah. the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you, but you had all these agreements. Wendell Young played here. Wendell yeah, Young played yeah. here exactly five yeah. games. I had this for a trivia question the other day. Do you know? And I'm going to ask you, and maybe you do or put not, you on the spot. Put you. I'm really putting you on the spot. Who was the first Hobie Baker finalist, not winner, but finalist, to play in a game for the Milwaukee Admirals? And it was in the eighty-two, eighty-three season. The Hobie Baker started in eighty-one. Yeah, did it? I God, um, he was a goalie from Bowdoin College. Bowdoin? Yes. Don't know. Bill Proventure. Does that uh, name ring a bell no. at all? No. <laughs> <He> <laughs> said one game he played for the <laughs> One Antros. game was a Where, where did he play in college? He, he was a Bowdoin. B o
2: w d o i n Bowdoin College. My, my daughter and I looked at Bowdoin. You know where it is? It's right in the Maine. It's on the coast uh, of it's Maine. It's out east. Yes, he's a yes. Sarah yeah. and I, Charlie went to. Uh, Colby, Bates, and Bowdoin—all sure. in one day. We are on a college trip out east, and all
1: fine liberal arts schools.
2: Yes, and, and all in Maine, right? And then Maine. we spent time in Boston. We saw BU and BC and Brown and Harvard, and it was a—the guy that got us the room at the hotel was Ace Bailey. Oh
0: wow! Is that right?
2: Remember Ace? Ace, guy guy. Ace Bailey, yeah. He died in the 9/11. He was crashes, on one of the was planes going, on 9/11. Going from yes, New York
0: to LA.
1: Yes, he was. Great
2: guy. Great guy. He wow.
0: Was, I interrupted something. I apologize. Didn't no, I? No, no, no. I
1: mean Ace Bailey has a there's a foundation run by the yep. American Hockey League now, yep. the Ace Bailey Foundation. Yes. Because of because of that. Yeah. yeah. He was our
2: employee. Ace was. Ace was our employee because he worked for Edmonton and he needed health coverage and they were a Canadian team. So they couldn't provide they couldn't they they, they didn't. So, so we had to put him on we put him on our payroll they paid us sure uh and for his health care but he was on our health care plan but his
0: checks came from the Milwaukee Admirals Yep. and all of that yep I'll he be called darned. he called me boss <laughs> he was only <laughs> in
2: Milwaukee for one day though <laughs> yeah right <laughs> think, to sign the papers yeah, or whatever yeah.
0: that's it's it's crazy to think i mean do you sit do you sit there and think about all the people you have met in your life you know i miss as, every
2: time i come into the press room and see some old people that uh, you know, does Jack McElharky ever get around anymore?
1: I haven't, I haven't seen, seen him in a no, long time. No, yeah. he, he scouted for a while, yeah, and yeah. I, I bet it's been five, and maybe five, it could be yeah. ten years since he's yeah. been here.
2: Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, seeing the old scouts, and you know, I miss those old guys. Yeah. Whose name? Jack McCartan's name yeah. came up the other day, who was a scout with Vancouver. And Great goalie. Was goalie on the 60 Olympic team. Yeah. Never could make it in the NHL, really, though. He played well, six, in the none WHA. None of those guys could. None yeah. of those
0: guys could until... The, uh, the twelve came in. The, yeah. the, the next six, I guess. Bef- the last thing I want to ask you before we let you go, Phil, um, is you're going to have in February another player's number join yours in the rafters. Darren Haydar's number is going to be retired. Oh, good, this good, good, year. good. Yeah. You were there, obviously, the beginning of his career. Yes. Uh, what what do you remember He's about? great score. Him? Great
2: score. A little like Danny Lacour. Uh, probably not big enough playing the NHL. Yeah, I saw him play at that fir- point. I saw him play his first game in the NHL in Chicago for the for the, for the uh, Predators. Predators. Yeah. yeah. But you know, one of the best games I ever saw him play was for the during the Badgers shootout. They Christmas tournament oh, here when he was with New Hampshire, New Hampshire. UNH, and the, what happened was, as I recall, the Badgers were playing Brown in the first round and. Badgers lost to Brown three to two.
1: Which is an embarrassment. Well
2: like, yeah, it was it shouldn't have happened shouldn't have happened, not in yeah. your own tournament. Not in your own tournament. But the next night Brown had to play UNH and Darren, I think Darren Hadar had nine points. Oh my <laughs> gosh. For you. I think they beat Brown like twelve to three or something oh my like gosh. that. Wow. Yeah. But, hey, he but was, at that
1: point you knew this kid's coming here yeah likely he's a yeah yeah i knew
2: he was a, and he was not a high pick i think no, he was seventh ninth round, pick. Ninth yeah. round. Pick? Yeah. there was still Eighth, nine
0: pick. rounds then yeah, yeah. It was, was round pick. yeah
2: but he's a great guy too yeah. i mean he was a big part of that national uh, championship team in yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah he was. if it wasn't for wade flaherty probably is the league mvp in the playoffs he might have been he the, the league in scoring he's the all-time leader in wade. scoring in the ahl yeah he is, uh, for the is he play- playoffs? for the postseason all-time leader in playoff points yes yeah really yes isn't that remarkable
2: God, he played in
0: Chicago for a while too.
2: Yeah, well yeah. we don't talk about that Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's yeah, yeah. right. Phil, we could I'm seriously
0: happy. do this for hours and hours, <laughs> but we're not going to <laughs> d- to do that to you. Uh one thing I will close with is one of the big crimes is that you are not in the Wisconsin Hockey Hall of Fame. And oh, gosh. we uh, I know I know. it's a dear place to you. You have spoken at the induction I have, and I all have. of that. Uh, I, we, I am making, and Charlie and I have spoken about this, we are going to make it our mission to make sure that that changes. <laughs> that is rectified. Yes, because... That wrong uh, is uh, right. I don't know the, about that. But anyway, I no, appreciate that. I no, appreciate absolutely, because I don't know anybody who has done more for hockey in southeast Wisconsin, and not just professional, obviously, but at well, every the, level, Let me tell you, one of the level. things
2: I'm most happy about is the expansion of high school hockey. Exactly here. right. Uh,
0: and you're a big part of that.
2: Well, we, uh, I, I, I'm i glad to hear you say that because I, uh, I, um, I'll I, i tell you a funny story. Back, I was on the board of the Winter Club, and a, the guy that coached there was uh, starting a program at Whitefish Bay High, Jack Orchard, and they, he was coaching at the Winter Club. And some people didn't want him coaching at the Winter Club. He was going to steal players, players away from university school. Yeah. And I remember in the meeting, I pounded my fist and I said, we should be encouraging this. University school has to go to Madison or Green Bay to play This was back in the 80s. Early yeah. Games, and we should be encouraging that. And I won the vote. They let him stay. And he was, I still see Jack. He's a graduate of the Coast Guard Academy, where oh, sure. m- my neighbor in Port Urine went. They were friends there. But um, hockey expanded. And, uh, you know, my son, I thought he would never play interscholastic hockey, but he was on the first Homestead team. <laughs> there you go. There so, you go. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I'm very happy about high school hockey. That's great. Because kids would quit when they got to eighth grade. Sure, there was no place to go. To go. They, yeah, they could, you know, play club hockey, which they they, they wanted to play for their school. Right. right. Absolutely right. Yeah. And a lot of Admiral players have been instrumental in coaching. Like no doubt. You Cal mentioned and Carl and Cal, Cal Yeah, Cal Roadhouse. Eve was involved. Danny was involved. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm happy about that. No
0: doubt, no doubt. Phil, it's always a treat. Thank you so much. Good to see you, Aaron. Good to see you, Charlie. Thank you, Phil. That'll wrap things up. Uh, Our latest Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Phil Whitliff. The Admirals are home Friday and Saturday and at Chicago on Sunday. We'll wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening.